You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. How's it going out there? Hello to the world. We are back with another episode where we're doing Q&A. Great questions have come in. A lot of questions have come in, and I want to try to get to all these so I can stay on top of it. Of course, if you have a question, you know what to do. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject, podcast question, so I know it's for the podcast, and I will answer it here on the podcast. If you want to know what kind of question should you ask, well, you'll get an idea from today's episode where you're going to hear some good questions and see how they're thoroughly written, and it gives you an idea of what you can ask here on the podcast. Let's see, updates on here on my end. Well, you might have noticed in the past few episodes, maybe the past two weeks, why does Trip have a little bit of a lisp? Sounds kind of funny, almost like he has something in his mouth. Or maybe you're like, wait, I didn't really notice that, but now that you mention it, I do. Well, I actually ended up getting Invisalign. And the reason why I wanted to tell you this, by the way, this is not an ad at all. It sounds like it could be an ad as I'm saying this right now, but it is not. I don't get paid by Invisalign to do this. Actually, I don't even think they do. I've never seen any content creators say anything about Invisalign. Maybe some of their competitors. Anyways, the reason why I bring it up to you is one, you can hear it because this is a podcast and it kind of sounds funny when I say my S's, but I think I'm getting better at it. And another reason why I wanted to share with you is because this is an example of what it means to work on your outer qualities. So if you read my book, Magnetic, or you've gone through the Hooked program, you know that there's two things that make a man attractive, working on your inner qualities and outer qualities. But your inner qualities are something that you can work on and actually work, I mean, you're always going to be working on it, but it's it's kind of like a one-time thing. Like you work on your inner qualities, which is your behavior, right? Your confidence, and the way that you build tension with women and the way that you talk to women, that's something that, that can be built out within several months to a year. But your outer qualities are always worked on. So at the time of recording this episode, I'm 36 years old, and I did have braces many years ago, but my teeth started to shift. And they weren't getting so bad, but they were definitely starting to move and jut out, and my uh, natural overbite, which, which you want that, that started to go away. My teeth started to clang together. And so I decided, well, for many years I wanted to do Invisalign, but finally I decided to do it. I was at the dentist recently and I said, okay, let's pull the trigger. The reason why I'm saying this to you again is because your outer qualities is something that you work on till the day you die, okay? For the rest of life, you're always working on outer qualities. Outer qualities are health, wealth, appearance, and lifestyle. So this is something that's going on in the background always to make you a better man and to have a life that you really enjoy, but it's also going to make you more attractive. So you can't lose when you're always working on your outer qualities. So I decided to finally get Invisalign, pull the trigger on it. I'm going to get LASIK probably next year because I do wear glasses and contacts and it's very annoying. And everyone who says they get LASIK says it's the best thing they've ever done. I'm working with a personal trainer right now to get my fitness in line. So I'm always working on these things. And some things are harder than others. Some things cost more money than others. All depends on what you're working on. But it's always a good thing to always be working on your appearance, always be working on your lifestyle and and your friends and the people that you spend time around. It's always good to be working on your health and your fitness. It's always good to be working on your wealth and your career and your investing. 
But don't think that this is something that you need handled right away before you can go out and meet women. The inner qualities, which are harder to fake, actually have more of a substantial effect on attracting women. But you also still want your outer qualities to be handled. So that's why you work on them all the time, which is basically i.e. personal development. And I know a lot of guys, they've told me they enjoy listening to the podcast because it talks about personal development, about being a better guy. So yes, that is true. That's what the outer qualities are all about. So anyway, something for you to think about. Always be working on these things. You know, Do you need to be going out and getting Invisalign right now and LASIK and getting a personal trainer doing all these things? No. If you can afford it, great. If you have the time, great. You know, Maybe you're like, no, I have that handled. Some people just, they have great teeth. They have perfect vision, whatever it is. I'm working with a client right now. He has glasses, like I said, like myself, and we are working on getting him new glasses because the ones that he is wearing right now, they don't look good on him. They are these kind of old wiry frames. And I'm telling him, listen, man, you got to get contacts. And he says, well, contacts are very uncomfortable for me. I said, well, then we want to get you new glasses that have maybe like a thicker frame, something more trendy that's going to make you look more attractive because it doesn't look as good on guys to have those wiry glasses, ones that I used to wear all the way up until I was 20 years old. So these are things that, again, you're constantly working on and you are just always going to be ticking away at. Okay, moving along, uh, why don't I just share a, a one two-star review? I love when people give bad reviews, but it is two stars or three stars. It's like, well, to me, I don't know. Whenever I, I'm a little bit more black and white with things. It's either one star or five star for me. But someone said, Samo said, he said, two stars, how to be thirsty, TM the podcast. And then his description or his comment is, title says it, which is so funny. How to be thirsty, how to be thirsty. So he thinks this podcast is all about being thirsty. Uh, clearly, he is not a guy who probably needs help with women. This is not about being desperate. In fact, as you know, we are teaching you the opposite, how to not be desperate for women, how to not put them on a pedestal. So hopefully that is something you're learning. But Sam Ossetti, thank you for your terrible review, How to Be Thirsty, trademarked the podcast with two stars. He gave me two stars. So you must have liked it just a little bit, but not enough because uh, you went ahead and gave a bad review. Anyways, thanks for that. Okay. Let's go into it. Let's talk. Let's answer some questions here. Let's start with Jim. He writes, Hi, Trip. I'm divorced and have a 10-year-old son. I'm just getting out of a two-year relationship with a woman that doesn't have kids. We get along amazingly, but the relationship always felt out of balance because of my son. As a dad, I had a lot of less free time than my girlfriend, so it felt like all of my remaining time had to go towards the relationship. Also, we sometimes had a hard time relating to each other's struggles because our lives looked very different. At the end of the day, we broke up because my son didn't fit into her life. I'm now realizing that it's probably best for me to date women that also have kids. I think it will lead to a healthier, more balanced relationship. Do you have any advice for how I can seek out single moms? I'm going to use all the apps, but I'd love for some non-app suggestions. Thank you, Jim. What's interesting is there is really not a lot of... actually. There, there are some non-app suggestions if you want to meet a single mom. I guess you would have to go to things where people are bringing their kids. So events so you know where, where people are bringing their kids. I know, and this is pre-quarantine, pre-COVID, there was always these events you could go to. My friends would tell me about where in Chicago there would be this band that would play like Beatles music or any kind of music uh, covering different bands but doing kind of kids' versions of them. And so you would 
have a good time because you would go and, and have a good time with your kid. But then there'd be other people there who'd bring their kids. Of course, you don't know if they're single unless they don't have a ring on. So that's one idea. But I don't want to go too far into that advice because I have a different piece of advice for you, Jim, regarding this. So I do think that if we had to compare who's going to be a better fit for you, a woman with a kid or a woman without a kid, we might say that there's a slight advantage to a woman who has a kid in terms of being a better fit for you. Why? Well, because like you said, they understand the lack of free time that you guys are, you know, to have a kid and to not have a kid, it's two different levels. I don't have a kid, but I know my friends have kids and we are on two different levels. They are living a whole different life than I am. And you have to appreciate the difference between someone without kids and someone with kids. So it is a different lifestyle. And once you are in it, you relate better to that person. So I'll say that is a slight advantage. However, let's not think about it this way. Let's think about you being the most valuable man and the most attractive man possible that a woman is going to be so invested in you that she doesn't care if you have kids. So I don't think that you need to all of a sudden go, okay, this didn't work with this one woman. Now I, I should find a better match for me and have someone who also have kids. I don't think you need to do that. I know that seems the intuitive way, but let's take this in a different direction. What if you were the most awesome, cool guy who worked on his inner qualities and outer qualities, had a lot of cool things going for him, that when he met a woman, she was so into you and, and so able to see your value that she didn't care and that she made herself fit into that. Sounds kind of crazy, but are you working on the things, Jim, to be the best self that you could be? Are you an awesome dad with a good career and, and you're working on your health and your body and you know how to pull the attraction triggers and, and the behaviors when talking around a woman? Like, Are you working on all these different things that allows you to attract a woman who doesn't give a crap that you have a kid? Here's the thing. The filter wasn't there from the beginning is, is what I'm thinking, okay? You did last for two years, but you really got to filter out the women who are just cool with the fact that you have a kid. And I wonder, and you didn't say this here, but I really wonder if you saw those signs in the very beginning. And I'm going to put it back on you so we don't play victim, so we have control over the situation. What if you saw signs in the very beginning that said to you that, you know what, this girl does not appreciate that I have a child. This woman does not appreciate what my life is like. And it seems like this is just not going to be a fit, but we're just trying to make it work. You shouldn't have to try that hard. So again, I don't think it's about trying to find someone who also has a kid, although I think that might have a slight advantage. I think it's better to be finding someone who's going to be so invested in you. So I want you to be thinking about that when you're on the hunt, but make sure that she is totally cool with that. And by the way, I have a lot of dads that I work with, that I coach with, that ask me to say, Trip, what do I do? I have kids. Do I tell these women up front? What am I supposed to say? And I say to them, listen, you got to tell them up front so we can filter them out fast. We don't want to be dating a girl for three, four dates and it's all going well. And then you've wasted your time because on the fifth day you say you have kids and she's like, oh, well, I'm not into dating someone that has kids because I want to have a kid one day or whatever it may be. So you got to be very clear on what it is that you want. Like, do you want more kids? Are you cool with this kid? 
and the fact that you own that you have a kid and you want to bring that up on the first date, but you don't bring it up in a way. That's why I say to dads, don't bring it up in a way where you feel guilty about it. Like, yeah, so I should tell you something. Um, yeah. So, okay. I do have kids. I should probably let you know that like, no, don't be, this should not be a confession. This isn't a confession. This is your life, but you got to say, it's awesome. I have the best kid. He's 10 years old. He's amazing. I love spending time with him, but it's great because I still have my life and do fun things in my life. Because I think a woman also wants to know that your life isn't just all about the kid and it shouldn't be. Of course, again, I know this is probably speaking from a guy who doesn't have kids, but I, I think I can safely say that if you don't make sure that you are at your best, how are you going to be a good dad? So you should be balanced enough to be a great dad, but also a person that's taking care of themselves in all the ways that I just discussed, right? Again, I think the the, the theme we're thinking of here is inner qualities versus outer qualities and what that all means and how we balance all that. So Jim, to just kind of seal the deal here on this question, wrap it up, is I want you to not be just focused on single moms. I want you to be the most attractive version of yourself that you could be. Assume that any woman would want to be with you because you have a kid and then filter hard for that in the very beginning. And then of course, if you want to meet moms too, you're going to find that easily on the apps because a lot of women say that. And on non-app suggestions, find events where women are going to take their kids to do something. There's plenty in various cities. And then look for the ring. And then that's how you're probably going to know. Okay, let's go into the next question from Anonymous. Hey, Trip, this is, oh, never mind. It's not Anonymous. See, I read these things right here in the moment. This is, I don't prepare for these. I like to kind of just be able to answer these on the fly. He says, this is Lee. I'm 34. There's a matchmaking company here in Dallas. I was set up with this woman who had an amazing personality and we had good conversation. We even exchanged numbers at the end of the date, but I don't have plans to reach out to her. And even if I did, I know that I would keep things on a friend level and not further. My issue is I didn't find her very attractive physically whatsoever. I know you have preached that looks aren't everything. I feel a bit guilty a bit guilty for not giving her a chance, but at the same time, I know deep down I'm not attracted to her on a physical level. Am I wrong for this? My three non-negotiables are a good personality, be willing to get to know me, and be cute. She's two out of three. Heck, while we're on the topic, what is your view on matchmaking companies? People spend a lot of money just to be set up on dates. I feel they are limited and better for older people. Thanks, Trip. Okay, this is a rich question. Uh, thanks, Lee, for sending that in. Okay. So let's first start with physically attractive. Listen to me. I'm glad you, 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 you asked me this question because I've been meaning to talk about this a little bit. Guys, please do not feel bad for wanting an attractive woman. This is in your nature to want someone who you find physically attractive. You are not choosing. You're not going, you know what? I'm going to pick that. This is a natural thing that's just occurring. You, you don't control it. You can't convince, like, attraction is not a choice, right? So you can't be with a woman who you find not physically attractive and somehow think your way out of attraction. Of course, I understand that there has to be more, right? The personality, the good, the good conversation, the connection. Yeah, that's all important. But you need to have that physical attraction. So no. No, Lee, you're not wrong for this at all. You should definitely be finding someone who you find physically attractive. That's just part of it. That's part of it. 
it's a little bit different for women. They also want someone who's physically attractive. But for them, remember, the inner qualities, the personality, the behaviors go a long way because they're harder to fake. So do not think you're superficial. There is nothing superficial at all about wanting someone who's attractive because that's not all you want. You want all of that. Plus, think about it on this point. Not that this really matters, but why not just bring it up? Women want someone who's successful. A woman wants a guy who's going to be making a good career for himself. Is that superficial? I don't think it's superficial either. That's what they find attractive because that's what women are attracted to, a man who has resources right, for survival. So let's go to the evolutionary biology. Let's go back to what it is that, that, that make a man and a woman mate together. And one of those things is the physical attraction. So no, you should not see her again, Lee, because it's not there for you and it needs to be there. All of you guys listening, you need to be finding someone who's attractive. But I, I don't think that most of you need that advice because I think you're doing that anyway. I love that you have non-negotiables. That's awesome. Uh, I just want to make a note on your non-negotiables. You got to be more specific, right? So good, you said good personality. That's one. Be willing to get to know me. That's two. Cute is three. Honestly, these la the last two are defaults. Don't even consider that a non-negotiable. Any woman should be willing to get to know you. That shouldn't be something you have to look for. That should just be there. Cute should just be there. And then good personality, that's not bad, but it's not very specific. What do you mean by good personality? How are you going to know if she has a good personality? You have to know that. That's why your non-negotiables, when I work with clients, I have them do it very specific. The more specific, the easier it is to tell if that woman has that. So what is an example for you of what a good personality is? My guess, though, I think a lot of the things you're going to say are going to be things that are also going to be defaults. So really think about that. And then matchmaking, I'll answer that last question for you, Lee. My view on matchmaking is it's great, but it's a waste of time if you don't already know how to meet women online and cold approach. Because a date is not going to guarantee attraction. It's just going to guarantee that it could be a match. But that's not everything. So if you don't know how to have a good date, you don't know how to display your inner qualities and outer qualities, well, then you know what? It's not going to work for you. It's going to be a waste of time and a waste of money. So I think it's a great way of meeting women. I think all the different ways that you can meet women are great ways. But when it comes to matchmaking, it can be a waste if you don't know what you're doing on these dates. And the, the pro of matchmaking is, well, if you know how to attract a woman and be your most attractive self, then you cut all the, the work involved with having to do a lot of online dating and swiping and a lot of approaching. But those things got to be done first. Or else, like I said, broken record here, it could be a waste of time. All right, let's go to the next one. Hey, Trip, short-time listener here was tipped off on your podcast and content from Mark Singh's podcast, Loving What I've Heard So Far. Please keep the following anonymous. Okay, here we go. Here's the situation, he says. I matched with a girl on Hinge a week ago. He messaged on there for five days before trading numbers. Already uh, D, because that's your name, anonymous D, is uh, what you said there. D, uh, no good, too long, too long, but let's keep going. And proceeded to text a little in the last couple of days. I teased her a bit about living oh so very far away. She's only about a 40-minute drive and how difficult it would be for us to go out for a first date. 
told her I'd be happy to play host in the city where I'm living, and she agreed that her coming into the city sounded like a fun first date night. The problem, colon, she works this coming weekend, so now we're going to have to wait another 10 days until our first date. My question, how do I keep her interested until we can go out? How do I continue to flirt without seeming needy by texting a bunch? I want to keep the attraction high through the next week and a half. All Any advice would be appreciated. All the best, D. Okay, another rich question. Okay, a lot to say here. I want to start from the top. First of all, awesome you came from Mark Singh's podcast. Okay, when you're doing online dating, you don't want to be doing a lot of, you don't want to be doing a lot of number or a lot of messages, trading a lot of messages, okay, back and forth. You don't want to be texting back and forth. It is better if you use a three message sequence and then go to texting. And then, by the way, by giving her your number, having her text you, and then using a couple text messages to figure out the logistics of the date. Why do we do this? Because we are filtering for women who are very interested by you and to get them more invested in you, okay? The reason why we do this is so she doesn't wait as long to meet you and wants to meet you faster. Okay, that's one, one thing. Because, of course, not always can a woman meet up with you that fast, but it does help. So to me, she might not be as invested. Also, second point, she's a 40-minute drive. I really, I really like it when it's 20 to 30 minutes. I was literally just telling this to a client the other day. He asked me that question. He goes, what's the longest amount of driving time I should have between me and a girl? Because he met a girl on an app and she lives an hour away. I said, that's too long. He said, well, what's the maximum? And I said, 30 minutes. And I'd even like to say 20 to 30 minutes. It should be easy. There's a lot of women out there and you should be able to just pick one and go on dates with the ones that live close instead of going back and forth and logistical hell between who's going to drive, who's not going to drive, where are you going to go, whose place you're going to go to. Then you got to wake up early to go home and too much, too much of a mess. So that's another red flag there. Um, okay. I like that you said, told her I'd, I'd be happy to play host in the city. I kind of I like that language. It sounds cool. And now you're getting to the big question that I hear a lot from guys. Like, okay, our date is so far off. What do I do? You know, it's seven days. It's 10 days. For you, D, it's 10 days. Well, the fact that it's 10 days, if she was invested enough, if you went through the sequence, by the way, all this stuff that I talk about with online dating and these sequences and the rules, I can put a link. If you want the online domination program, I'll put it in the show notes for you. It is live now, so you can get the whole process and sequence and system. Now, 10 days kind of far away, if she was invested, you wouldn't have to be texting her all the time. Honestly, I don't want you to be texting her. I want you to just be going on dates with women who are that interested that they won't flake, even if you set it out 10 days. And also, you should be dating other women where it shouldn't matter to you, so you can create an actual abundance mentality. And also, the most important note here, last but not least, you don't want to be texting and flirting over text. It sounds like you came from Mark Singh's podcast because I don't think he talks about this stuff a lot. And so you probably are just now learning this stuff, which is great. Again, welcome here. So I'm not trying to put you down at all. I'm just trying to understand where you're at. And it sounds like are using text message to try to build attraction in which you can't. So it's better to do it in person. And you should be busy doing other things, working on other things and not showing her that you are readily available to text all day. So your question was, 
How do I continue to flirt without seeming needy by texting a bunch? I want to keep the attraction high through the next week and a half. You don't. I really don't even want you to. I want you to send her a text that day or the day before that says, you know, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow or I'll see you tonight at seven or something like that. And that's it. And then you should be working and dating other women. And if she leaves, then she leaves and she doesn't respond or she flakes and she was never that interested to begin with. And a little text message isn't going to really do it. Okay. So another thing that you can do, and this has been my big advice for guys. In fact, another client texted me today and said this, he asked me a question. He said, I think it was almost the same question, almost identical. He said that there was a girl that he couldn't meet up with for a week. And I said to him, listen, if you ever get into a situation where you are not able to see them for seven days plus, you want to know how you build attraction? It's not through texting. It's through a FaceTime date or a video chat or at the worst, a phone chat. So that's what you should do is if they can't do a date for 10 days or seven days, then what you say is, you know what? Why don't we do a phone date first and then let's go from there. That way you're going to get on the phone maybe that night, at the worst, maybe in a couple of days. And then after that, you're going to have built attraction a little bit over the phone and through FaceTime, much more than text message. And then you set the next date and then that's going to increase the chances of them seeing you. So that is the answer. It's not by texting. Set a virtual date. All right, you know what? Let's do one more. These have been great questions and uh, we'll, we'll keep getting through these. I know this one is from, from, from several weeks ago, so I'm trying to get these through these as much as I can. I keep stumbling over my words because of this freaking Invisalign, but I should be done in the next month. Anyway, Hey, Trip, love the podcast. If you could leave my name private, I would appreciate it. I need help, man. I've been doing pretty well getting dates mostly online. I start with a phone call. Oh, look at that. That's, that's funny. We just talked about that. I start with a phone call or virtual date to see if there's a vibe, and usually there is. Usually there is. Then we move to an in-person date. Sometimes they even mention it before I do. I meet with them, usually coffee. I feel like the conversation is good. I've been told by some that it was great. I flirt, touch them flirtatiously too, such as knee, arm, shoulder, etc. And at the end, I take your advice and go for the kiss. I ask first due to COVID and they appreciate that. Some say yes, some say they need to wait. Okay, everything sounds great so far. I'm very curious where this is going. My question is, I've seen a pattern where a lot of women are saying something like, you're a great guy, fun, great conversation, blah, blah, but I'm getting a platonic vibe or I did not have a romantic connection with you. This can't be coincidence, right? What am I doing wrong? I'm leading conversation, asking for their number, a virtual date, real date, escalating, going for the kiss, et cetera, asking them out again. I just don't know what I can do differently. I'm sure there is something, but I can't figure it out. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Keep it up. Thanks, man. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This is one of those more difficult questions to answer because I don't know what you're doing on those dates. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what your conversation is like. It sounds like you're doing a good job, though, on everything else. I would have told you to do everything that you said that you're doing. So further from here, I would need to know more details. The only thing I could think of is maybe they meet up with you and they sense that there's something off with maybe your outer qualities. Maybe it's your grooming, your fashion. That could be potentially part of it, although I bet you it's not. And also, if you're saying you're getting some, some kisses at the end, then it should be okay. So I wonder if something's going on 
with the connection. I also want to know, and this is something I bring up a lot for these questions that guys ask is, what's your data here? Is this like three girls? If it's like three girls, well, you know, your data sample is low and you just have to go through a lot of women to find a vibe and a connection. And maybe there's nothing you can do. Sometimes there is no advice to give. It's just the way it is. And you have to up the numbers. But if you're like, no trip, this has literally happened 15 to 20 times or more then no, it's not a coincidence. And there is something going on. And I believe it's something with your conversation. One thing I tell guys, if you get my book magnetic, or you can even look this up online, there's these 36 questions that would, there was a study done at Stony Brook University, I believe it was in the eighties where they had these 36 questions. And if you sat down across from a woman and you guys answered each of these questions, you had a chance of falling in love and at the very worst building a deep connection. Those are online. You can find them. I also have them in my book and I also asterisk the ones in the book that I feel are good for a first date. So you could pick some out that you think would be appropriate to ask on a first date and those can actually help you connect with a woman. And I know that sounds like a very simple piece of advice. Like, is that it? Do I really just need to do that? And all of a sudden it's going to change. Well, you might be surprised. It might because maybe that they're not feeling a deeper connection with you. And it's more, like you said, friendly, platonic, and it's not feeling like it's any more serious than just asking facts about what's going on with, you know, stats, what they do and where they live and what their family is like and all that stuff. Instead, are you talking about some of the deeper topics? Are you really getting to know them? Are you guys really on a deeper level? Are you being, I don't want to say vulnerable because vulnerable is not the way to go. It's more just open of how you feel about things and the things that you like and why you like them and, and not just stating facts, but getting more into a little bit more of the emotion and the emotional side of it. That's, that's where my advice can go, and that's where it has to end. If this advice resonates with you, you know what to do. If you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com and apply to work with me one-on-one -on -one for dating coaching. It is a one-on-one -on -one mentorship where you and I are working together. I'm creating a custom plan for you to meet women online and in person and getting your dating life handled. So if you go fill out an application, I will reach out to you within 24 to 48 hours, and then you and I can start working together. If you have any more questions that you want to get answered here on the podcast, email me trip at tripadvice.com and put in the subject line podcast question. Great episode today. Great questions. Thank you, all of you who have written in. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you on the next episode.